Okay, we're gonna we're at the very with the bottom of that tetum of bed at the two dots. So the Mishnah had said, um, um, right? That we're talking about uh, Rosh Chodesh. Uh, oh, that's what we talked about yesterday. Rosh Chodesh Tishrei is for uh, it's for the Tio. It's a great quote of Brayta. Tana Rabbanu. Echad hanotea, echad hamavrich, veechad hamarkiv. Erev Shviit shloshim yom lifnei Rosh Hashanah al talo shana. So the Brayta teaches us that whether one is planting like a, anything or mavrich, which is a type of it's not really grafting, it's like you. You put like a vine or a branch into the ground to let it like regrow and regenerate. Um, Markiv is grafting like one branch onto another. Any type of this type of growth, it creates like a new reality. And therefore, if you do that Erev Shvi'it 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, the year counts. Al Shana, okay, the year counts, meaning that from the calculation perspective of Neto Revai and Orla, or should say Orla, Neto Revai, you've gotten 30 days, but that counts as year one is over. And you're allowed to maintain these uh, these um, plantings, saplings, whatever it might be, on the Shemitah year. The halacha is that when it comes to the Shemitah year, you're allowed to maintain but not facilitate new growth. Okay, that's an important halacha that's coming up soon, that if you have a garden in Eretz Yisrael, you don't have to let everything die. That's not the halacha. You're allowed to maintain the garden, but you can't start planting new new things. So if it's not, if it's been 30 days in the ground or 30 days attached, whatever it is, then it's considered to be like uh, solid enough that it exists, you know, and therefore you'll be allowed to maintain it. But if it's fewer than 30 days before Shana, lo alta lo Shana. So the, it doesn't count as a full year, meaning that 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 time basically it's a waste, so to speak. The asur lekaiman b'shvid, you're not allowed to maintain those plantings on shvid. Moving on to Yudam and Aleph, but when it comes to the actual fruits of these things that you plant in, asurina tu b'shvat, okay? Im orla, orla im ravai ravai. Whether it's for orla or for neto ravai, either way, it's uh, the fruits are also to b'shvat. So I'm saying, even though the year is counted by Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, to actually enjoy the fruits, you have to wait till Tubishvat, because we know Tubishvat is the Rosh Hashanah Ilanot, but it's confusing when we say Rosh Hashanah Ilanot. Like, it's very nice, in, you know, in like kindergarten, when you tell us Tubishvat is Rosh Hashanah Ilanot, so it sounds nice and, uh, and good. When you learn a little more sophisticated, so it's not exactly like that. Really, Rosh Hashanah Tishrei is a Rosh Hashanah for Ilanot, for the perspective of Orla and not to revive for the tree itself. But when it comes to the eating the fruits, you have to wait till Tubishvat. Okay, if you look at Rashi here, Perot Nitiazo Asurim, Avapisha Marnu Altalo Shana, even if we said, even if we said the year counts for the 30 days before, Im Chantuba Perot Leachar Rosh Hashana Shal Shana Shlishit, if the fruits ripen after Rosh Hashana, the third year, Miyad, immediately, I die in Asurim, Hin Olamid Mishum Orla, there's still going to be Orla, Shafapisha Rosh Hashana Tishrei Lenitia, Chamisha Bashvat Rosh Hashana Leilan. So even though like the planting, it works for the, the uh, Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. You have to wait for the for the tree until uh, to be shvat. Okay, v'zukvar nasei dilan, etc., etc. Okay, fine. So that's the halacha there. Now the Gemara says as follows: Minani mili. Uh, what's the source? Rashi says minani mili for what? Rashi says sheshnot orla urvai nimshachin leasor perot achnutin kodesh hamishas abishvat lachar shakalu shloshi shnei orla. How do you know? From where do we know that this is true? That you have to wait until to be shvat to enjoy the fruits. So the Gemara says as follows: Amar B'chir Bar Abba, Amar B'yochanan, Umat B'mishmei Rabbi Yanai. Amar Kra the pasuk says, Uvashana Harufiit, Uvashana Hachamishit. The pasuk says in 
and by Yikra Parakutet, Pashnah Revi'it Chamishi. Why mention the fourth and the fifth years? That's a strange thing because we know that Orla is only three years, and that Revi is the fourth year. Why would you mention the fourth year and the fifth year? That's kind of a strange thing to mention. Explains as follows: Pamim should be Revi'it v'adain asura mishum Orla, or Pamim should be Chamishit v'adain asura mishum Revi. Meaning, there's a possibility, there's an area, right, or situations in which it could be the fourth year, but it's still going to be problematic because of Orla, right? It'll be considered quote unquote third year produce until right and that's going to be until Tubishra or it could be the, uh, the next year fourth year to fifth year where in the fourth year it would be called Net to Revai until Tubishra of the fifth year okay fine so Gemara now says as follows Lema let's suggest that this Brite that talked about the 30 day uh, requirement okay not now, now we're off Tubishra okay now back to the 30 day requirement the Brite the 30 day requirement is not like Rabbi Meir okay we're going we're to get stuck in the middle of this discussion okay at the end of today and we'll continue tomorrow but the first suggestion is, is that this Brite is not like Rabbi Meir why? to eat Rabbi Meir because if it would be Rabbi Meir Ha'amar, but he said, and this is uh, we saw it much earlier, Randolph Ben Ben, I think it says here, Yom Echad Bishana, Chashub Shana. He said even one day during the year, it's considered to be during the year. Right? That's for the kings, right? We're talking about that. Right? If the king rules for one year, one uh, one day during the year, it's as if that whole year uh, counted for him, and it's like uh, it's in one year of his uh, kingdom, and the next day, day two of his kingdom, would be already considered the second year. Now, Titania, as we learned in the, uh, the following, Par Ha'amur Batorah, Stam Ben Esrim Be'arba Chodesh. Okay, actually, actually, okay, so the truth is that uh, here's going to be the source, really, for this idea. That we learned in the Brayta, the, uh, the bull that's mentioned in the Torah, Stam, just by default, if it says the word par, it's going to be 24, mon- 24 months and one day. Okay, so it's two years and a day. That's Rabbi Meir's opinion. Elazar, Rabbi Lazar Meir, Ben Estrim Barbar Chodesh, Ushloshim Yom. Rabbi Lazar says it has to be 24 months old, meaning two years, and 30 days. Okay. Because Rabbi Meir would say, Whenever it says the word Egel, Stam ben Shana. Actually, it differently. If it says plain old Egel, it means a year old. Ben Bakar, if it's Ben Bakar, Ben Shtaim, it's two years old. Par, if it says Bull, Ben Shalosh, three years. Okay? So the idea is that you see Rabbi Meir is saying that two, two years plus one day for a par, and that means that's considered to be three years old. Right, Rabbi Meir says a par is three years old, and that's two, uh, 24 months plus a day. So our Brayta, which says you have to have 30 days of growth before Rosh Hashanah to count as uh, being fully grown and count as the whole year, that seems to be against Rabbi Meir. Okay? Make sense? Okay, the Gemara says not so fast. Afilu tamer Rabbi Meir. We could even say our Brayta is like Rabbi Meir. We'll just have to explain why it's different from the case of the par. What would you say as follows? When Rabbi Meir said about the par that one day in the year is considered to be a whole year, that's bisov shana. That's at the end of the year, or really we should say meaning at the end of the count. Okay, um, that's what Rashi says. It has a slightly different gear. So Rashi says, "Kikamar Rabbi Meir bisov shanim." Doesn't mean the end of the year. It means the end of the years. Meaning the two years plus one day. It's like the extra day of that third year, that final year. That's what he was saying. But to start the year off, in the first time you planted this uh, tree, to count the one day as a whole year, lo, he wouldn't say it that way. Okay? So maybe again, maybe our brighter could be like, maybe Rabbi Meir would agree in our case that uh, you have to wait 30 days for the first, because that's the beginning. At the end, you can throw in the one extra day counts as the whole year. Okay. Amar Rava, Rava says, hold on. The Lav but isn't it the Kalvachomer? Meaning, Rava's going to disagree with this defense of Rabbi Meir. Isn't it the Kalvachomer that if one day should count? And I'll give the following uh, comparison. Uman nida she'en chilat hayom olala besofa. 
Sof hayom olala betchilata. I'll read the whole thing and then we'll go back and explain. Shana sheyom achad olala besofa. A no din sheyom achad olala betchilata. Okay, so let's explain the whole thing, and that'll be the ending for today. He says as follows, when it comes to a nida, the halacha of the Torah is, forget what you know about nida from like a halacha lamaisa, forget that stuff, okay? We're not going to talk about it right now. Nida in the Torah is tmei'ah, seven days, okay? Seven days tmei'ah. The woman can menstruate for one day, for three days, for five days, for seven days. Does it make a difference? She's tmei'ah, seven days, and the seventh day, she can go to the mikvah. Assuming she stops bleeding, okay? Once she stops bleeding, she goes to the mikvah. Okay, there is nowadays something we call Shiva Nikiyim, seven clean days a woman has to get, that's why you have two weeks, it's an extra seven days. That's because of Zava, it's a whole discussion there, but we're going to leave that out for now. Okay, the Nida is seven days. How does it work with the Nida? So, to count those seven days, what's the first day? The first day is the first day that she sees menstrual blood. What if she sees, so that could be true if she saw menstrual blood at seven o'clock in the morning. It could be true if she saw blood at two minutes before Shkia at night, or in the, in the afternoon, right, late afternoon. Even that small amount is going to count as an entire day for the Nita. Okay? At the end of the process, though, for the woman, she has to, um, what am I going to say? Uh, the Sofayom, you, she cannot go to Mikvah until the entire day is over. We don't say at the end, oh, once it's, she wakes up in the morning, Mikvah Kakulo, a little bit of it is a whole day, she goes to Mikvah right away. No, you have to wait to the absolute end of the seventh day, and only then could she go to Mikvah. So what's he saying here? That when it comes to Nida, the beginning of a day, being at the end of the process, doesn't count for her. It doesn't count as a whole day at the end. It's not true. She needs to wait a whole seven day. Sorry, but the end of the day does count for her at the beginning. Meaning for the Nida at the beginning, just a small amount of time, it's a couple of minutes of the day, counts as a whole day that she's a Nida. So, if that's the case, right, again, the point is that we're like more machmir at the end and mekil at the beginning. So, shana, sheyom So, when it comes to years, where one day at the end of the process, that's Rabbi Meir's opinion, right, 24 months and one day counts as a whole year, right, olala besofa, so also be true that at the beginning it also counted as a whole day? So that's the that's the, the sort of a question about this and this attempt to say, well maybe our our, our Brighta is like Rebbe Mayor, because our Brighta is talking about the end of the process and his idea of the beginning of the process. And the and Rebbe Mayor's original opinion is talking about the beginning of the process, and maybe there's a big difference. Doesn't sound like there's a difference. Why? Because Nita shows us that if anything, the uh, end is straight excuse me, the beginning yeah, the beginning is more lenient than uh, than the end. So with that question we'll uh, we'll leave it we'll leave it aside for now. Okay? Stop here.